Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your co-host, Angie Rogers Howell. Now, what is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast where we feature awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. Today, we're sponsored by the Schaefer Leadership Academy. Find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Mia Johnson from Ivy Tech Community College. School's out for the summer, but Schaefer Leadership still offers scholarships. Yep, they are still in session. If you've ever wanted to go to a Schaefer Leadership um, class, their emergence program, things like that, but thought, man, I, I don't know if my, my employer will pay for this, or I don't know if I can play, pay for it out of my own pocket. Uh, Schaefer Leadership does offer some scholarships. Now, obviously, they can't let everyone go on scholarship because, you know, they have to, like, fund their organization and things like that. But um, they do have scholarships for different, for nonprofits, for uh, non-traditional students, people who live, you know. People like me, because yes. I went to Emergence on a scholarship. I did too. Thanks to the Randolph County Community Foundation. Yeah. Yep. And I, I went through that as well, um, through, I think it was through the Randolph County Community Foundation as well. So um, they helped us out to be able to go through that program. They offer it for other people as well. Um, so if you're interested, check out more at shaverleadership.com. In the studio with us today, we have Mia Johnson from Ivy Tech. Tell me about that long title you have. <laughs> I am the Vice Chancellor for Academic Affairs at Ivy Tech, Muncie, and Henry County. Very good. So what does the, the Vice Chancellor of Academic Affairs do? Everything. <laughs> um, officially, I am over the deans, all of faculty, curriculum, um, all academic programs, the library, dual credit, distance education, okay. testing services. So just a, a few things on yeah, your plate. A, a yeah, little, just a little yeah. bit. All yeah. right. Excellent. Yeah. Well, we're excited because we were just talking to a, a, an outside Muncie person just a few minutes ago. He's like, what's that big building on the corner down the road? And uh-huh. like, that's going to be Ivy Tech. It looks very cool. Thank you very much. We're very excited. We'll be in later this summer. Awesome. Yes. So what's going to be over there? Um, we're actually moving most of our programs downtown. Okay. Um, we'll still have one building on Cowan Road. Right now we have two. We'll mm-hmm. go down to one and School of Technology will be there. Oh, okay. Everything else is coming downtown. Excellent. Excellent. So between the Fisher building and the new building, we're downtown. We'll have everything downtown. Yes. yes. Cool. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, are you from Muncie? Where, what's I your am. story? I am born and raised here in Muncie. Awesome. I left for a few years to do my undergraduate work, but I've always been around Muncie. Graduated from Muncie Central. Cool. So yay, yay. Bearcats. Um, married, two kids, two boys, eight and ten, and we just work and live and have fun. Awesome. Great. What's your husband do? He is, get ready, you're going to write this one down, the Vice Chancellor for Enrollment Services at Ivy Tech. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> yes. So you're right about the long titles. Yes. <laughs> it just seems every time we have someone who works in a university or college, they, they have the longest titles by far. I think we think it makes us look smarter or better, mm-hmm. more words, so those people are like, oh, yeah, she must be good. She's got all those words. She must be super important. <laughs> right? I keep, look at that title. Yeah. So tell me, what do you do for fun? Uh, I read okay. a lot. What's um, your favorite book? Ooh, probably The Alchemist. Okay. Um, I read it ever so often. It took me a while to read it. I had mm-hmm. to grow up mentally a bit to yep. be ready for it. Yep. But now now I really like it. I also like The Coldest Winter Ever by mm-hmm. Sister Soldier. Um, I go to the Greenway when it's nice outside, like mm-hmm. today. Um, I watch a lot of bad TV. I love reality shows. Me too. Good. What's your, what do you watch? What do you like to watch? Um, love and Hip Hop, Atlanta. Okay. 
I know I should be ashamed, but I'm not. <laughs> That's all right. Um, Judge Judy is my favorite. Okay. I record it every day and watch it awesome. religiously. <laughs> so anything, I, when I leave work, I just want to not think about stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that reality TV and Judge Judy kind of just, I don't think. I just watch it and kind laugh. Kind of to escape a little bit. Yes. Yeah. yes. I love like the Real Housewives. Oh, I'm watching yeah. Real Housewives of New York right now. Okay. And Matt walks in. He's like, yep. uh, this is trash. Yep. yep. <laughs> so that sounds I, familiar. <laughs> but I, lo- I like it. I love it. Yes. I'm also watching The Handmaid's Tale, so I need something to like Balance. cleanse the palate mm-hmm. after I watch the horribleness of that. Yes. So then I watch Real Housewives. Yes. Which is I, a different kind of horrible. I think they should do the Real Housewives of Muncie. They and should. I am the first one to sign up. Awesome. Let's that work on it. Yeah. That's your next project. They should bring out. We'll, we'll <laughs> add that to the list of things. <laughs> Tell me about some of the organizations you're involved in. Here locally, I am on the board of directors for the YWCA okay. um, of Central Indiana. I am the president-elect for that board, so I love the YWCA. I, my aunt worked there when I was a kid, and I remember going there. Or it was like Jingle Bell Journey or something, so I had this long history um, with the YWCA, so I'm so glad to be able to serve for them. I also serve on the board for United Way of Delaware okay. County. I'm on the advisory committee, the scholarship committee for the Community Foundation of Delaware County, and I'm on the board for the YMCA as well. I'd like to be involved. You know, I live here. I want to make it a better place. And the only way to do that is to help. You can't just stand back and complain. Now, what's some of the rewarding things that uh, have happened with you being on on these boards and uh, part of this uh, community? I think I just get a better feel uh, of what's going on and what's what's really going on. I think you get so wrapped up in politics or this or that or things like that when there's people who need help. And on all these boards, all these organizations are just trying to help the people who need it. And so I get to be a part of that and not get so lost in the big picture that I forget these are people and their lives that we're talking about here. What is something you wish you had known when you were starting? What would you tell your younger self? Slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just was trying to race to some place that I still haven't found yet, some destination that I don't know what it is. Just slow down. It'll be there. You'll get there. Oftentimes I forget to enjoy the now because I'm so wrapped in what's next, what's Mm -hmm. next, go, go, go. So just slow down, chill out. You'll get there. Enjoy the ride. So my question is, how'd you get from there to here? Well, uh, Muncie Community Schools graduate. I'm proud of coming from Muncie Community Schools. They're wonderful. I love them. Right out of high school, I went to IUPUI and I flunked out. So two semesters, all Fs. And then I came back home and went to Ivy Tech. So I was like, I'm going to stay there for one semester and then I'm going back to IUPUI. And I just fell in love with Ivy Tech. I never went back to IUPUI. So I stayed at Ivy Tech, graduated. Um, Then I went to University of North Carolina, Charlotte for a while, came back home, graduated from University of Phoenix with my master's, and then did my PhD at Indiana Tech out of Fort Wayne. You you didn't succeed right away. Yes. Do you have a reason why that didn't work out for you, but Ivy Tech did? I just wasn't ready Mm -hmm. um, for traditional four-year university. I'm from Muncie, you know, the small town, and then in the big scheme of things now, it isn't that big, but Indy was the big city, and oh, there's yeah, so much a, to do. And shift. Yes, yeah. and I moved there. IUPUI didn't have dorms at the time, so I had my own apartment with a friend okay. of mine, and it just, I was having fun. I was having the time of my life. Going to class was the furthest thing from my mind, so I, I didn't even try. I don't know if I saw the importance of education at that time. I, I thought it'd always be there. I don't know. I just... I didn't try. So I'd miss one or two classes. And I'm like, I can't go back now. They're going to know I haven't been there. And then it just, it was just this snowball of, mm-hmm. well, forget it. I'll try again next week, next semester, next time. And then, oops, you're kicked out. 
Yeah, a lot of interviews we've <laughs> yeah, had, absolutely. and even my experience in in college was that first year very tough to uh, to grow up. It, you might it is. say, and and know what to say no to and what to say yes to. Right. Well, and you don't have a parent who's like, you have to go to class, mm-hmm. and you know, just learning to be your own person to be responsible for yeah. yourself is is tough. My my college experience was different because I went to a Bible college where they checked your bed every night to oh. make sure you were in bed where you okay. were supposed to be. And in class, they took attendance. And okay. All that. So my experience is a little different. Okay. Perhaps right. that would have worked for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Maybe. But I, I love your story because you did it all. You became a doctor. That's uh, that's an awesome... Uh... I, I always knew I wanted to be a doctor. I just it started off a medical doctor. And then after a while, I'm like, that's not going to happen. You're a little too old to try to go to medical school. Mm-hmm. For me, that's what I thought. So I just went a different route. When did you come back to Ivy Tech then? February 2008. Um, I had been back in Muncie for a while. I was working at a daycare center. I worked in preschools previous to, to higher ed. And I saw an opening in the testing center, sitting people for their assessment test. Mm-hmm. So I took that position as a foot in the door. And then that's probably about eight or nine positions ago. I've been there 11 years total now. So you went from working with preschoolers to working with college students. Yes, there are some similarities. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I, was gonna, I bet there's are similarities. Are there some differences? I, I bet know, but yeah. Um, bodies are bigger. I mean, you <laughs> know, you're, it, it's education. Yeah. Is, is the the common thread so you know whether it's potty training and abcs or other things that i'm teaching now it, it, it's education cool very good what um since you've been in education for a while have you have you seen any big changes from when you started to where we're at now probably online education um has has blown up and i think it will only get bigger mm-hmm. um and better is what's important um you don't I think students don't understand the discipline you need to take online classes. They just think, I've got so much going on at home. I'm going to take classes online. It'll be great. But you have to actually, I tell students, sit down and plan a time like you're in a face-to-face class. So Mm -hmm. every Tuesday from 12 to 2, I'm working on my online class because it's so easy to say, I'll do it later, I'll do it later, I'll do it later. You look up and it's 10 minutes before the deadline and you haven't even opened the book. So online education is very important. And I think a lot of schools now are working on connecting with those students you know Mm -hmm. just because you never see them face to face what can we do can we do videos can we do phone calls skype zoom something to make a connection to know you're talking to a real human and and i care about your education very good it is summertime so what what does your family do for vacations well, we tend to take a lot of mini adventures, as we mini call them. Mini adventures. Yes. Nice. Yes. I like that. Um, <laughs> we, we just get up and we don't tell the boys anything. We're like, pack a bag. You'll need this many pairs of clothes and, and, and those types of things. And we'll just go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, go stay at a hotel. Like, they love Bloomington. The last time we went, we went to McCormick's Creek State Park, which is in Spencer, which mm-hmm. was really close. And we went hiking and in a cave and... They just love things like that. As long as there's a hotel with a swimming pool and a Lego store nearby, they're good you know, to go. they are good to go. Yeah, they do not care. care. Kids do not care where you go as no. long as there is a pool. Of some exactly. Sort. Yeah. Exactly. So Sunday I will leave for Santa Cruz, California. I'm doing a presentation at a conference there. So that's kind of a vacation. I call it a momcation because mm-hmm. I will not be with my husband and kids. So while I'm there for work, I will also have some downtime. So that's that's good. Now, are the kids involved in sports or anything like that? Yes. My 10-year-old, Miles, loves soccer. Only soccer. That's all he cares about. That's all he wants to do. He plays with the um, Friends of Conley League. Um, He's done that about two or three seasons now. And my younger son, Walker, he's eight. He likes basketball. So he plays at the Y and um, Future Eagle. Delta does a Future Eagles basketball camp. 
Um, so he does that, and now he's decided he wants to play football, which makes me a, a little, little nervous. bit nervous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am very, very concerned, but I don't want to stop him from exploring mm-hmm. what he thinks he likes. I secretly hope he hates it. Yeah, maybe. But he <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to see their babies get tackled. No, like, no. Yeah. I mean, and he's a big kid, yeah. so he will probably be the tackler. Okay. But well. I worry about other people's kids. Like, look at that big kid. What's he gonna do? And you know. We'll try it. We'll see. So what gets you truly excited about life? I think just the thought of myself and my family being happy and healthy and just enjoying life. Like, you know, we just go out and do things. We go to the farmer's market. We like to be together and outside and spending time together, watching movies, doing whatever. Like, that's what gets me excited. You know, that's what makes me want to do more and be more just so I can be the best version of myself Mm -hmm. for, for my family. So on the lighter side of things, what's something you're good at that like nobody knows? What's your secret superpower? Something I'm good at? Making soap. Making soap. Yes. I, <laughs> yeah. I know that's soap? weird. No. I've uh, made soap Matt myself. Matt soap too. See? Okay. Yes, I do the cold process though. The easiest. I do. I do hot process. Hot process. That's hard. Um, it, it isn't that's that hard for right me. chemistry right there. It, it is, which Mine I like. Mine was stirring. All I had to okay. do was stir, okay. like heat up a little oil. Put stuff. some lard in it. But but I know that hot process, and it is tough. I, I do that one because I, from what I was reading, and it wasn't a lot, the cold process took a lot more time to be ready to be used. That and is true. I have an issue with patience, so I want to use it like now. So the hot process, and I normally do mine in a crock pot and mix up the lye and weigh it, and I put on these big gloves and yeah, goggles. And you got to really, be careful. I know it's awesome. You go out the back door so I don't breathe it in and put it in a crock pot, and you just like stir it every so often. You add your essential oils and then dump it in the mold, and like a day later, you're ready. Now, what kind of molds do you have? I have a silicone. It's a long rectangle box with a silicone. Are they square? Or are they- yeah. Oh, it's oh. just rectangle. So I, I just, didn't know if you did you hearts or teddy bears. Oh or no, anything that's like too that. difficult for me. I just like you're just. It's going to get wet. It's not going to be a heart for long. Just use yeah. this square shaped thing and go. Mine was horrible. I just used a pan and then I had to cut it. And sometimes it was really tough to cut. So yes. I had oblong shaped broken <laughs> weird bars of soap but i loved it though I it know. was, it was really this. good soap it is right now music wise do you uh do you have any favorite bands artists things like that so i am probably beyonce's biggest fan ever all right um i have been for a long time since destiny's child days oh, okay. and last fall my sister and i went to beyonce and jay-z's on the run two tour in houston texas so wow, it that was, was a the, trip. Oh, yes. It was it's Beyonce's hometown. It was the best thing ever. So now every tour she's on, I'm going. I don't care where it is. Like, we were looking in Phoenix. We were looking everywhere. I will go see Beyonce every time she's on tour. Mark my word. I'm also a huge Diana Ross fan. Okay. And she will be at Hoosier Park really? in the end of July. Okay. I got tickets. So bucket i'm checking things off my my favorite folks so awesome. i'm excited those are are those bucket list things you're checking off those are those awesome. are bucket i have bucket lists for several things and those are my my concerts that i have to go to in july we'll go to new orleans where i'll see nas um mary j blige and a few other folks cool. those are the we've two we've been headlines. to new orleans a couple of times okay it's we love great it there. city it is love we it. just went in march for spring break Did my it? oldest oh. son is a very picky eater and he we were somewhere and he tasted beignets at a local place and 
I was like, you've got to taste the real ones. And he was like, well, let's go. And so I'm like, well, let's go. So we went to New Orleans for my son to have beignets, and he loved them. So There's oh, nothing yeah, not to so like good. about beignets. Exactly. So, especially in New Orleans. Exactly. Yeah. All that powdered sugar all over. On your black pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Besides, <laughs> I who cares? My face, but it's fine. But everybody looks like that, so you That's know. That's Beignets. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> what is, I'm going to ask this. Okay. What's your most used emoji on your phone? Probably the eye rolling one. Okay. That's good. That thing gets burn up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you for having me. Thanks this for was stopping fun. by the farmhouse. So recently, you surprised me. I did. Big time. I was so excited. So uh, we, you are a, a podcaster yourself. You yes. love podcasts. I listen to podcasts. Audia has her own podcast of kids stories that she listens to. Um, but yeah. we went to see a live taping of a podcast. Yep, we did. And what, what podcast was it? It was My Brother, My Brother and Me, which I cannot recommend for everyone because it's a little on the saltier side. Um, I can't recommend it because everybody who was there, I was the dad at that You place. were the dad for sure. It was a bunch of <laughs> Young people. And even I was like the older cool aunt, kind of. It was just... Everyone was our son's age, our 25-year-old son. Everybody was his age. Everybody was super into Pokemon, and they had like funny t-shirts, and some of them looked like they might be living in their mom's basement, and... I think most of them were. Yeah, and <laughs> I was definitely not the only one with like crazy colored hair. Like, like that was the norm there. I was like, you know what? So we don't have to drive back late at night after the podcast, and to have a little getaway or whatever. I wanted to Airbnb... I went to Airbnb, um, and look for like an apartment or a you know a hotel room or something just so we could like kind of chill out for the evening and when I got there I found in Broad Rebel a tiny house and I was like oh yes this is what we're doing so <laughs> I booked it I yes. didn't tell Matt where we were. Go I just told him we had a place to stay. I didn't tell him where. And, and of course, I'm expecting an Airbnb, a regular house with, uh, you know, one or two rooms, three rooms, you know, a full bathroom. A bathroom like and, and things like that. But um, so we're we're going through, you know, Broad Ripple's like a little village. And so we're going through this very residential neighborhood. Matt's like, oh, look at these little houses. They're so tiny and cute. And I'm like, he doesn't even know. <laughs> so we pull up to this house and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what I was expecting. A nice, uh, nice house. No, no, no. We pull behind the I house. I was like, wait, there's a front house and there, there's a house in the back. That's where we're staying. And of course, I see the sign that says, our tiny house. And I was like, he's like, tiny house? I'm like, yes, we're <laughs> in a tiny house. It's so exciting. So this tiny house uh, is is actually a attached garage to the bigger house. Like a uh, one they car. transformed into a tiny yeah, house. Yeah, like maybe a one car garage that they have transformed into a tiny house. Exactly. And it was tiny. I don't know the square footage on it, but it was very tiny. It had, uh, it had a, a living area, a kitchen, a bathroom, and a loft, of yep. course, uh, where we were supposed to sleep, but I was like, Matt no way. Matt said he could not sleep up there. He called it a coffin. Yes. Uh, you could not sit up straight and not hit your head. Even me, and I'm short. Um, the bathroom, the shower was like uh, one of those things from- like Space capsule, or yeah, something. space capsule. So you'd like, you know, hibernate during space, and like cryo sleep or something. Cryo sleep, <laughs> yes. Exactly. I could touch the entire shower with my elbows, like to my side, practically. <laughs> and we're we're short people, but um, and there was no door on the bathroom. That yeah, was my it, biggest it, issue. It was just a curtain. A curtain. I was like, wait, my fears of blowing up the bathroom have now been realized. <laughs> so yeah, we stayed there. I slept on the futon. Uh, 
down in the living area. I slept upstairs in the loft. And you know what? It wasn't. It was dark. It was cold. Nobody was next to me snoring. Because yes, you're a vampire. It was so. great. I slept in my coffin. <laughs> it was fabulous. If I could sleep in a coffin every night, that would be great. I would do it. Well, anyway, the experience wasn't too bad. But we realized we're not tiny house No. People. Like, I w- we wouldn't want to live in a tiny house. Some people can, and that's great. But uh, actually, I could probably live in a tiny house by myself. Like, if no... Not that specific tiny house, but I could probably live in a tiny house, like a she shed in the backyard. I could live in that by myself. That'd be great. But I can't live in a tiny house with other humans. No. So we reached out to someone who is currently living in a tiny house to ask her all kinds of questions. Erin Gimberling works at Kishel Photo, uh, and she lives in a tiny house. And has for a couple of years, so. Exactly. So we we got her in the studio, and we talked to her today. Tell us about your tiny house. Well, our tiny house is 250 square feet. That is tiny. It is very tiny. That's including the lofts, too. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So um, it is definitely not something I recommend for everyone, for Mm -hmm. sure. My husband and I are first. That's the first thing we tell people. It's not for everyone. We're a little bit weird. And so (laughs) we. That's all right. We uh, we've been obsessed with the the show Tiny House Nation, you know, Mm -hmm. like. A few years ago, we were like way into that and we were like binge watching it. And he, my son, my husband's 6'3", and he's always been like, I want to live in a tiny house. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm a foot shorter than you. And I'm saying no. Yeah. (laughs) Hard pass on the tiny house, honey. That was like five years ago, probably. How long you been in the house? We've been in it two years. Two years. Yeah. Right. So here I am talking, like, obviously I gave in. We moved into a tiny house. But, uh, so yeah, I he we just and I was like, I love them. I think they're so cool. I just think I would just suffocate or something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, That's the way I was right? at this yeah. tiny house because it was a loft, uh, yep. uh, bedroom or whatever. It wasn't even a bedroom. It was just no. It's a like, loft. It's yeah. a loft. It, it was a loft. It's a loft. And Matt you called had to it like, a coffin. You had to wiggle in there, and yeah, the uh, the the ceilings at your nose, yeah. that kind of thing. I was like, nope, God, I'm gonna sleep on the futon yeah. down there. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's great. I'll yeah. sleep up here all by myself. Right? I don't yeah, mind. There you go. So We're it's like, the three of you it's living the three in a tiny house. Three of us living house. in a tiny okay. house. Yes. And do you have a dog too? Well, we have dogs. Okay. We also, so my husband works from home. Okay. We're like, that is a no-go in the tiny house. So we did, like, we did build a little barn office. Okay. So the dogs are in there. So they're fine. I was like, do you have three people and dogs in the tiny house? We have no animals in the tiny house. There's no room. Although we do have one cat that likes to try and come in. Okay. Now tell us about the property that you're on. Right. So the whole point was like, um, let's see, when we got married 10 years ago, 11 years ago, um, we were like, we want to build out here on my parents' land. They've got 35 acres. It's beautiful out in the country. Just everything. They've got like a lake and everything. And I just, we go visit there all the time. They're Mm -hmm. only like, they're like in, you know, Yorktown where we were in Muncie so we're only 10 minutes away but still so then my son was just like crying when we had to leave yeah and just he just loved Nani and Donks and and we're like someday we'll be out here someday but we had plans to build eventually so that on the plot plot of land that they gave us and so we were just like yeah that's really expensive mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. you know we it don't make tons of money undertaking. it is huge yeah. yes yeah. and it's stressful and all those things so we were just, I just had a feeling. I was like, I know somehow we will end up out here. And my husband was like, okay, how though? And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. And so we'd always make the tiny house joke, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, no. I mean, they, they don't really exist like in Delaware County. And so it's not like a culture we're all used to. So right. I had never seen one or stepped in one. And so then it got to be one of those things where we're like, our kids are not going to grow up out in the country like we want them to mm-hmm. if we don't get out there somehow. So there was... I had said absolutely no to the tiny house idea 
completely like I was like yeah no I'm serious now I'm not joking like no, <laughs> no and it's so not happening <laughs> so then so then as a joke like he my husband st- we we would like search tiny houses for mm-hmm. sale and stuff and just for something it's fun we'd send each other like links like what about this one you know? right and we knew it was a joke well he sent me one like oh my gosh this one's just down the road it's in Pendleton for sale and I was like ha ha and I open it and I was like Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) And so the thing is, though, a lot of tiny houses are very inconvenient. Like you bonk your head, you like all the things. Right. Well, so we had always said, here's our stipulations. We knew a lot about tiny houses by this point. We had researched them, like done all the stuff. And you'd watched all the shows. We'd built one in our minds. We'd sketch things out. Right. So we knew that since my husband's so tall, we would have to have like the ceilings downstairs would have to be seven feet high, Mm -hmm. which means that the lofts would have to be smaller. But we were like, but if you have a dormer roof, that Mm -hmm. would be perfect. And that would be doable. And we'd have to have a full kitchen because I like to cook. Right. So three-fourths size maybe, but we want a full kitchen. So we had all these stipulations. And we're like, no, yeah, it would have to be this way this way all these things and then I just texted him back I was like listen I will go see this one and let's stand in it before I tell you no right I feel like I should be fair right (laughs) let's go stand inside a tiny house so I can say that I actually have been in one and then I'll say no and so we went the three of us my husband me and our at the time he was like three maybe yeah, he's almost five, so he was he was about three. So we go and we see it, and I was like, uh oh, uh oh, <laughs> I no, kind of like oh, it. I love it. <laughs> so, no, we pulled up at this this guy's house. He's a builder, and um, he had built this house, and it was their trade show home. So it was, of course, beautiful. Oh yeah. But when we pulled up, I was like, that looks really small. Oh my gosh, that looks really small. So <laughs> but then we the walked in, house. and the ceilings were higher, mm-hmm. and like it's beautiful and the woodwork is beautiful and there's custom cabinets and all these beautiful pretty things that make people want to build one uh-huh. and so I was like oh goodness uh-oh okay <sighs> so then we started asking him questions and then we saw the lofts and then I was like well no just uh, I'm running out of reasons so it's checking all of our boxes and I was like oh crap oh crap is my life about to change like dramatically mm-hmm. <laughs> so then we left and after well we were there for two hours we got along really well with the the guy who was selling it like he was it was just awesome we talked tiny houses we talked like sustainable living and all these things and he was like so you would like live in this full time we were like yeah he's like okay cool my daughter's just playing it but I love (laughs) the lifestyle of people Mm -hmm. living in it and so he's like what's your motivation so we told him you know we really want to move out to this beautiful property and we can't afford to build and he's like well this is the way and he was like really wanting to get rid of it too because he was just like I want to move to my next project but I really need to get rid of this first because I want to start something new and change my business a bit so we were like okay so the price was amazing and I had told Brad a number in the car on the way there Mm -hmm. I was like yeah right I would never you know it can't be more than what we'd spend to build a house of course and so just so happened the guy named the exact number oh wow the exact and I was freaking out and I was like oh my gosh oh seriously really okay so I was like let me just calm down and think about it and so so we did we thought about it and we were just like okay so let next thing um this is a new thing like financing for a tiny house no one knows what you're talking about mm. yeah yeah <laughs> like a regular they're bank like, they're I'm like sorry, so like an rv and we're like no, no not an rv this is like a legit house it just happens to be on wheels and it's tiny and it's tiny <laughs> it's tiny it's literally what it sounds like it's a tiny house so we went to the bank and we got a really good person that could help us and she was like okay oh I've seen the show I was like yes that that she goes okay so we don't have anything for that but let me ask around so like all the people that we talked to just didn't know anything about how to do this and then we had we so we were just like there's lots of roadblocks and in Delaware County there's 
well, actually, in your town, they have an ordinance uh-huh. that um, we had to get a variance because we wanted to live in our tiny house. And they have an ordinance because there were some issues with like gypsies coming oh, from Anderson okay. a while back. They had some issues. And so they made an ordinance. And the tiny house, technically, they were like, well, I don't know if it falls under that or not. But yeah, because it's like a small living space and you're not allowed to live in it unless oh, it's okay. inside a pole barn. And like, so there we go. There's our answer, right? The door right. is closed. And then we met with the, you know, I was like, let's meet with the, the guy who knew all the rules and was like, I can help you. Right. You know, he was like, okay, so you should be fine. Um, We will have to make our case um, to the board. Mm-hmm. And there's a meeting and all these things. So we were like, okay, this is it. We had gotten the finances taken care of. We had gotten everything else and we're like, we had figured out where to put it because it has to be like on a slab like all these things everything was working out I was like mine my mind was blown I was like okay we're doing this and also an important fact for anyone listening who has children uh, my son is an excellent climber and we were like oh gosh for any other kid I'm not sure this would be safe like it yeah because he's got to climb into a loft go to bed yeah yeah and they're like hefty ladders so they're pretty good but that's but for him we were like gosh this really wouldn't work if it wasn't just us yeah you know so so it worked out really well but um yeah we got the we got the variance um and we were like okay uh guess we're gonna live in a tiny house okay so we were it was like freeing it's like if you I don't know if you I've never like cliff dive but it's like if you just just parachute off a cliff and you're like oh my gosh this is exhilarating and terrifying all at once right that's what it's like to move into a tiny house (laughs) there we go so now, you're open to uh, talk to people who were interested absolutely. in tiny absolutely, houses. Absolutely, yeah. So. Yeah, okay. we have a lot of people that ask questions. We've actually done a couple of open houses where people can just come and tour a house. Yeah. And I literally tell them, like, you can look in my closet. There's only one. We all share it. <laughs> like, we all have our clothes up in there. I have a capsule wardrobe, pretty much. Um, I and think you'd have to. You I mean, have everybody to. would have to. You yeah. would have to. Yeah. yeah, you do. You really have to. Our fridge is three-fourths size. Actually, that hasn't been a problem because now we don't really waste as much food. Yeah. So it's interesting, interesting. things like that. Yeah. So the first, when we moved in, it was like um, right before wintertime a few years ago. And I thought we'd be stir crazy by springtime. Mm -hmm. And that was a really hard winter. We were like, well, our winters have been really mild, so it'll be fine. And then it was a bear. Like it was a bear (laughs) of a winter. It was crazy. And like, I wasn't worried about um, being cold or anything like that because the tiny house is so small that it it warms up. Oh, yeah. split. So it's awesome. Um, But yeah, it was a terrible winter, but we were fine. We weren't like going stir crazy or or, like we just spend more time outside. Yeah. And at our other house, I would be like, ugh, I don't want to bundle up and go outside in the snow, but I will. But at the tiny house, it's like, yeah, you bundle up and go outside all the time and it's totally fine. Right. So (laughs) we just learned to change our attitudes, I guess. It's, It's a very inconvenient way of living. Okay. However, I still love it. And we're, we're shocked that we love it. After, like, almost two years, we're just that's totally shocked. Cool. So where do you put, like, your stuff? Yeah, so... Uh, or do you just really have to, like, pare down we pare down prioritize what's so important? So it took us probably six months to start paring down in our old house. Okay. And we did. We got rid of tons of stuff and just... We were still living there. We didn't have the tiny house quite yet. Then we moved the tiny house to the, the property and then it took us a couple of months to just actually it took us five minutes to move in our things to the tiny house but <laughs> <laughs> the rest of our stuff then our house was actually we didn't put it on the market for a long time because we were still we we like when you move to a tiny house you get rid of things you don't right. just like bring them with you or store them we were like let's not store everything right. so we were sorting through everything making it just our keepsakes so we have a tiny 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 storage unit with just our keepsakes mm-hmm. and that's it 
And so that was really freeing. Brad and I both love to throw things away. But I love also throwing things very away. Very careful about it because we've we've had the the throwaway remorse. Oh yeah. So you're like, oh wait, I did like, need I that need, after all. Shoot, I need that. I need that. But yeah, so it's super scary. But we were like, okay, so these are important things. But and it was really sad to leave the house we'd been at. You know, moving is always hard. Yeah. We had the house for a long, long time because we were moving everything like getting rid of it and sorting it so yeah it took forever but we tried not to bring hardly anything with us I will say I still have stuff I need to get rid of like in the tiny house I've noticed I was like how how did we accumulate crap we have a rule that like you have to make room for something before mm-hmm. you bring it home yeah but, yeah <laughs> like how do we have all this stuff we need to pare down again that's yeah. what's insane we really do so we have um so everything is storage in our house basically like everything doubles as storage mm-hmm. so our couch it lifts up it's like eight feet long it lifts up and there's really good storage underneath there and we don't even use all of that that's okay. what's crazy and then our cabinets like our pantry I don't even use half the stuff in there because the shelves go back so far. It's amazing how much you forget about things and you just don't use them. Mm-hmm. And you're going, well, I haven't seen this in six months. I don't need this. Right. That's my rule is if we haven't used it like in the past year because all the seasons. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't yeah, need then it. Then we don't really need it. We don't really it. need yeah, that. Yeah. So, so yeah, we uh, close. It's just like, let's see, three feet wide closet hanging. Okay. And then I have a basket system and like there are some drawers Mm -hmm. Um, and that's all three of us. And then my husband actually, he has one of the lofts. He's got like a couple of like containers. Okay. That's it. We live in a hundred year old farmhouse, (laughs) which has like no closets. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred year old things still in it. Yeah. yeah, Hundred year old things still in it. Nobody had closets. Nobody had more than like two sets (laughs) of clothes. So you didn't need it. So we also have a tiny closet. Yes. um, Yeah. in, In that kind of situation. Yep. Well, thank you so much for You're coming in welcome. today to tell us about your tiny yes. house. Yes, thank we you. Love it. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or you can find us on Facebook just by searching goneboss. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you to the Schaefer Leadership Academy for sponsoring us today. Find out more at schaeferleadership.com. Have a great rest of your day and don't forget to tune in next week to find out who has Gone Gone Boss. Boss.